Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange Podcast. Stories by leaders for leaders to help you raise the bar on your own excellence to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's podcast. Hey, it's Hugh Ballou. Here we are for another episode of the Nonprofit Exchange. And, um, you know, we have great guests every week and it just gets better all the time. Now, we got a topic today that a lot of people know about, but very few people know about it. They know about it. They know what it's called. But the thing about social media is most people don't have a plan or protocol or methodology. And, and for the most part, it's not very social. So my guest today is beaming in from England. And you'll have to tell us a little bit about where you are. So Tony Restell, you're from England and you have a specialty that's really unique. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are and why are you doing this? What is your passion? Certainly. Well, firstly, thanks for having me, Hugh. And uh, I'm joining you from one of the oldest houses uh, in the UK. So everything you see in the background uh, dates back to 1538. So, uh, yeah, well, greetings everyone from, uh, from the UK. Um, Tony Restell, those of you who'd like to connect on LinkedIn, you know, very happy to follow up with the conversation afterwards. But in terms of me and my background, um, I, well, I, I uh, came to the States during uh, my college uh, summer vacations I sold door, uh, books door to door in the States. I worked in Ohio and I worked in Wisconsin and I did my sales training in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so I had a lot of uh, exposure to the, the good folks of the States um, during that time. Um, but this brings me on to why you know, I do what I do now. Um, that was a door to door, cold calling, get lots of rejection, lots and lots of rejection in order to make one sale kind of life experience. And I then, you know, I went and did, started out with a corporate career after I'd left uh, Cambridge University. And I'd always wanted to set up my own business. I set up a, an internet business that I sold to a newspaper group here in the UK. Um, but that then brought me to setting up social hire. And what we do as a business is help companies, organizations to leverage social media uh, to get tangible business results. And for a lot of businesses and organizations, that actually means getting client leads and generating new inquiries and interest through social media. And the reason I relate that back to my beginnings is ever since I've had my own businesses, I have wanted to create businesses that generate a flood of inquiries of people booking into my calendar that they want to have a call with us, of people that want to buy our services rather than having to go out and, you know, and cold call for that kind of business. And that is what we do for our clients. So through using social media, we help them turn on a new stream of interest for their business so that instead of having to go out and cold call to get, you know, in the case of a, a, a business trying to make profit, you know, customers or whatever, in the case of nonprofits, you know, you might be going after corporate sponsors, you might be going after donors, whatever it might be. It's always nicer to do that work if you're speaking all day to a whole load of people that want to have a call with you rather than you having to go out and chase business from people who've never heard of you. Um, so I'm really passionate about helping small businesses. We do a lot of work with small businesses, um, helping people find success and, and sort of make their dream come true, their reality. Um, a lot of our customers are, you know, come to us. There are only one, two, three people in their business and we help them scale and help them, you know, get to that next size of business. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me. I hope that's helpful. No, it's, it's very helpful. And um, the reason I, I, you suggested a title and I left the word business in there because 
our duty and delight at Center Vision is to teach those running a nonprofit or a religious organization that they are in fact in a tax exempt business. And yes. it's really good. We, we have business leaders on here that, that help people learn business principles. And we as a nonprofit sector think in scarcity terms, it probably starts with that bad word that we use, it's nonprofit. And you know, we need to think in terms of profit, we need to think of clients. You know, our clients are our supporters. They don't buy from us, they support us in their time, their talent, and their money. And you know, there's a remarkable similarity in the request for each one of those. You know, people are gonna give you their time, that's worth a whole lot more than their money. And people want to share their talent without charging for it. So um, Tony Restell has 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 wrestled with this, wrestled with this, wrestled with this, and um, it's fascinating. I always um, I uh, who was it? Winston Churchill said that um, England and America are two countries separated by a common language. And it's always fascinating to see how we choose some different words, and even in um, spelling of the word you 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 emailed me a while ago and said organization with an s and we use a z and so there's just these little subtleties that make life so interesting but how do we take the subtleties of communication and put it into a social media context it's 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 in fact social but it's it's a it's a process that i find a lot of nonprofits don't have a plan for don't have a strategy, and they know how to post. So let's sort of dig into the, the root of this. So what, do you, what are the biggest differences between organizations getting strong results from their social media campaigns and those that are not? And it's not just about funding. It might be about, like you say, sponsors or volunteers or board members. It might be a lot of things. So what's the big gap? And some people get really good results, and some get none at all. They get ignored. Yeah. It's a great question and it's, it's a really important distinction to make um, and let me start answering that by saying what people typically ask me when they first you know, uh, meet me, jump on a call, whatever. I'll get quizzed, what should I be posting on LinkedIn? How often should I be posting? Should I be posting video? It's all about the posting and for me that is the completely wrong place to start. Um, because you can you can master posting on any of the platforms. You can get what you're putting out there seen a, a whole lot, but is that actually going to bring you results? And for most people, the answer is no. Um, you know, when I think about all the businesses we work with um, and all the organisations, the posting activity is just almost a necessary evil you know that that's what gets your business seen that's what gets you personally seen on social media but generally speaking it's not what causes the phone to ring endlessly with people wanting to give you their money um that is is um achieved by taking a step back and actually thinking through what is it you want to achieve with social media and what do you therefore need to be doing? So let me give you an example, Hugh. So yeah, if a, a consulting company or a nonprofit or the like said to us, right, you know, our main way of winning business, our main way of fundraising is to get people along to business breakfasts each quarter. Okay. Or, or it might be, you know, we need to get people on a phone call with us or it might be we need to get people joining a webinar we're hosting, whatever it is, whatever works for your organization. Then your starting point with social media is very different. Okay, if we need to get our ideal donors, our ideal customers along to a business breakfast, then what are the components that are actually gonna make that happen from social media? And I can tell you it's not posting every day that you're hosting a business breakfast this month and would people like to join um, the components of achieving that outcome are two things firstly what is the audience that you've got of your ideal donors customers whoever it is you're trying to reach with your social media and so the first thing you need to be focused on is how can i grow that audience of those specific 
donors, customers, whoever it may be, as quickly as possible. And on each of the social sites, there are different things you can do as a business or as an individual that allow you to grow that audience really quickly. So that's the first element of success. Clearly, if you know, I as a business have 200 of my ideal clients connected to me on social media, and someone else has 10,000 of those same people connected to them on social media, well, that other person is in a much stronger position to get results from social media than I am because I just don't have enough reach to the right people to ever move the needle. So that's the first thing I would draw attention to. But that on its own isn't enough. You know, if you have every one of your ideal donors follows your social media accounts or is connected with you in some way on social media, it's still not necessarily going to result in, you know, a flood of donations every day. Um, to do that, we need to also fo focus on conversion. And so you need those two elements. You need to build the audience and then you need to figure out how are we going to convert that audience into doing what actually we need those people to do in order that our business or our nonprofit, um, you know, achieves the outcomes that it wants from social media. And if you take that approach, then you start questioning everything you're doing on social media. You know, should I be joining groups? Should I be producing videos? Should I be writing blogs? When people approach me and ask me to be a guest on a, a chat or a, a, a webinar or something, you know, should I be doing that? Well, does it help you grow your audience with the right kinds of people? Or does it help you convert your audience into doing what you want them to do? And if it doesn't do either of those things, doesn't mean to say you can't do them, but you, you're always then conscious of, am I really putting my time into the things here that are going to move the needle and make a difference for our nonprofit or our, for our business? Um, and so when, whenever people sort of talk to me about posting and what should I be posting and how often should I be posting, what time of day should I be posting? You know, I, I always stop the conversation at that point and say, you know, why are we getting so fixated just on the posting side of things? Because um, unless you're someone that's, you know, a massive celebrity on social media, just what you post probably isn't going to, you know, achieve what you want as an organization. I hope that provide some good food for thought. I want to dig into some of the details, but um, you and I were connected on social media. So either you were very, um, you noticed me for some reason because I did something right, or you took pity on me because I was doing everything wrong. So, so, so be nice here. <laughs> so how did we, do you remember? I can't remember. I think it was LinkedIn and how did we connect? And then you, we, you suggested let's jump on a zoom or something, which we did. And um, turned out that I invited you to be on the show because I was really impressed with your knowledge. So what, what um, you, you're obviously using what you, you're practicing what you preach. You're using your tools. So how did that come about that we got connected? Yeah, that was actually uh, something benevolent we've been doing since the pandemic struck. So we um, organized a whole series of uh, webinars to help business owners that were struggling, um, you know, to figure out are there some things they could do with not just social media, but broader digital marketing that could help you claw back some of the clients that you've lost, help you, you know, go out there and find some new clients. Um, and, but equally help avoid you investing time as a small business owner in things that just aren't going to produce results quickly enough for you. And that is, you know, the sad reality, there are certain things you can do on digital marketing and social media that produce results very quickly. There are other things that are going to take, you know, nine months, 12 months to start producing results. And so I just thought, well, we've got all this knowledge and we can help a whole load of small business owners, you know, avoid going to the wall by investing this time they've got now in the wrong things. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I think I'd reached out to you and said, you know, we're, we're running this series of webinars. And if you think it, it could be helpful to, you know, to, to people in your network, then, uh, you know, we'd love to, to get your help in spreading the word. And then because that resonated quite closely with what you yourself are, are trying to do for, for nonprofits, then we said, well, let's, let's have a, 
the conversation and see where that leads. So social media is in fact social. <laughs> we actually had a conversation and I do find a lot of people like today, somebody says, Hey, I can help you drive traffic to your website. And I just sent back a message politely saying, I'm getting 20,000 visitors a month. How many more do I need right now? And you know, that's, that's more than I can manage and, and convert. So I'm working on the conversion piece of that, but they had no knowledge, had no background. I had no relationship with them. We had had no conversation. Boom. I'm, I'm desperate. That's what it said to me. I'm desperate for business. Would you talk to me? What you did is say, I want to help. I want to help uh, in this, this, these troubling times. I want to help you get traction. And that really stood out to me in contrast with all the bad practices that I see out there. So when did you first, I guess this was a gradual awareness of marketing as a whole. And then you just kind of narrow down to social media. Um, so so talk a little more about how you gained the knowledge you got and then go more into depth about what you started. It's not just posting, but what is it if it's not just posting? Yeah, certainly. Um, as with a lot of digital marketing, uh, what works comes through testing and tracking results. So over the years, you know, we've experimented with lots of different approaches on social media and we found certain things work really well and certain th other things don't work really well. And then over time, you know, it starts to become natural that, you know, okay, well, if I'm writing a LinkedIn message and I want to get people, you know, eager to have a call with me, this is the kind of approach that works well, this kind of approach, you know, totally bombs. And so you kind of build up that, it becomes instinctive almost what, what you should be doing. But I think if I could give everyone on the call one takeaway from today's uh, live session, it would be focus on doing the things that start conversations because conversations are where business deals or donors or whatever it may be that that's where they originate you know if if you go to uh let, let's rewind to pre-covid and say we're all going to a business expo or a conference would you rather hand a paper flyer out to everyone that's attending that conference that tells them the services that your business offer and a phone number at the bottom or would you rather be able to go around and talk to each person during the lunch breaks the coffee breaks the post event drinks evening which would you feel is more likely to bring your business you know business wins you know and and hands down it's talking to people individually that is going to bring you all the results from attending that event. Um, well, social media is no different. You know, when you're posting, if you're just posting what your business does, what your nonprofit does, asking people to go to a website to, to buy something or to donate, you know, there's very, very small percentages of people that will actually see that and act on it and do what ultimately you want them to do. Uh, whereas every conversation you have opens doors. Either that person directly is a client, potential client themselves, potential donor themselves, or they learn about what your business does and then they, you know, put you in contact with other people. Um, so the biggest mistake that organizations make with social media is, is forgetting the social in social media. Um, and I would say anything you're going to invest your time in over the next months if you can clearly see how this is going to encourage people to have conversations with you, then that is, you know, a great starting point. Um, there's, there's an investment in this. Um, um, I'm sorry, were you finished? No, that's great. Yeah. Um, there's an investment in this. Now, <clears throat> um, somebody has to be the manager of communications, internal, external. Now, it might be public relations, which isn't marketing. Um, and probably social media is partially that it's relationship building. And if you think of underneath, we help people become better leaders and build leadership as a culture of lead of high functioning leaders and um, leaders um, have, and we'll hear from some of the people on the, on the call, 
leaders are philanthropists. You know, we focus on what we do for other people and we focus on how we influence other people. So my, my coaching clients, I help them define their position of influence. People gravitate to me because I'm the conductor that teaches leadership and they, they, I want the conductor guy. They may not even know my name, although it's hard to forget Hugh Ballou. You know, they, they, they gravitate because there's, there's a distinctive piece about that branding. But, but as, as, a, as a sector, we're the third largest business in the, in the United States, third largest sector and move $10, million, $10 billion worth of, worth of assets around. We're still only 2% of our GDP and uh, giving. So it, it, this is a time when, when I call us for-purpose leaders, not for-profit. We've got a purposeful mission. We, we impact people's lives. So Tony, what you're highlighting on is we need to invest in ourselves and our capabilities so we can do a better job of relating the good work that we already do to other people who could be our supporters. And so part of it is investing and understanding what you're trying to teach us here. How do we show up in the world? Now, there's, there are a lot of elements to this, learning how to, so underneath leadership, underneath communication, underneath funding, is what we call relationship building. <laughs> and so there, you know, what you're outlining here is how do we, and we're not doing too well in our country over here, I don't know about you, about having civil conversations, but how do we have dialogue with people about things that really matter? And <clears throat> I've been in numerous groups in the last four weeks in, in person having conversations on things. Nobody is talking about politics. And that's a very revealing to me that they're, they're, they're talking about things that matter and they're talking about how do we how do we do things together that make an impact. So you're you're coming into this this series that we've been doing for six, six years at a really important time, helping people rethink their communication strategy. Now we attract people through um, SEO. People are going to look for certain keywords. If we guess the right ones, maybe they'll find us. We attract people through Google AdWords. Nonprofits in America can get free AdWords. Um, and it brings traffic, which may or may not be helpful. And then social media, people might look at what you're doing. Um, so there's a whole information piece here about relationship and conversations. So where do you start in thinking about how do I create um, a strategy around this communication area? How do we, how do we develop a strategy about our, all of our marketing, but social media today is a almost have to. It is a have to part of your marketing, isn't it? Mm. So I, I mean, I, I see two elements to social media. One is the sort of long-term, how do people perceive us? What do they think of our business or our organization? Uh, are they going to turn to us when they next want to donate, when they next want to buy something? Um, and that's the sort of long-term brand awareness piece. Uh, and, quite distinct from that is is then using social media to achieve much shorter term aims um where you create repeatable processes that that then bring those business results into your company or your your non-profit um and i primarily focus on the former because you know we unfortunately have lots of charities going uh, bankrupt here in the UK because a lot of the events and things that they rely on, uh, you know, have, have ceased happening because of COVID. Um, and so, you know, now more than ever, they can't afford to be doing things that only pay off in a number of years time. They need to be doing things that, you know, will generate interest for them quickly. Um, so, my starting point with uh, with social media with any new client is to figure out with them what has worked for you historically, and I don't and I don't mean now social media related. I'm just talking more generally. You know, if you are a consulting business and you have typically won new clients by having a face to face meeting with them, or by offering a free day's workshop 
or by getting them to a business breakfast where you have the chance to present to them. Whatever has worked for your business in the past, make social media plug into that because then we know we're plugging into something that works. Um, and so I would take the same approach, you know, with a nonprofit, with a charity. How have you historically gone about getting donations? How have you historically gone about getting corporate sponsors? Uh, and then all you use social media for is to fill the top of the funnel. You know, if, if getting people uh, to say that they would like a free day's workshop from your business or, or to attend a business breakfast or to have a free consultation call, if that's what's always worked for your organization before, don't do something different with social media because then you could end up saying social media doesn't work for our business or our organization because the thing you were trying to drive people to do was unproven. Whereas if we drive people to do things that you already know in the organization work, then you've taken, um, you know, a lot of the unknowns out of the equation. Um, you know, and so whatever kind of business you choose, you know, I'll, 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 Talk about consulting just, uh, you know, because that's an industry I know very well. You know, so, so a small consulting business will know if we can get 50 business decision makers along to a business breakfast each quarter, that is our biz business highly successful for the year because we're going to be able to have follow-up phone calls and meetings uh, with 200 of our ideal clients over the course of a year. That is going to bring us as much business as we can handle so at that point if social media can then be a significant contributor to getting those 50 people each quarter along to a business breakfast well then you've just made social media a you know a very tangible contributor to your business success or your non-profit success and, and and b you've you've made it justifiable because each quarter Yes, you're building the long-term brand and visibility of the organization, but you're also bringing in results that turn into dollars. And so we've spent this much on social media, but it's going to bring us this much in terms of new business. And I, going back to what you were saying right at the beginning, Q, you know, I don't think that nonprofits and uh, profit-oriented businesses are that different on social media. You know, at the end of the day, how much time and money are you putting into your social media and are you getting out more money uh, as a result of what you're doing? You know, it, it's, it's almost identical. The only difference is, you know, are, are you doing this for profit reasons or are you doing it for benevolent reasons? Well, we're doing it for cash flow. <laughs> we're doing it yeah. for retained earnings. We, we've got to have some money left over to pay the bills. And we've got to deliver our goods and services. We've got to pay reasonable salaries and we've got to have a place to operate from. So there is a direct correlation to those business breakfasts. Um, and there are luncheons, there are breakfasts, there are galas where nonprofits gather, people gather. And you know darn well when you dress up and you go to this and you, you pay money for it, there's going to be a card at your table and says, here's the chance to give to our annual campaign. You know that's a part of the gig. That's, they're going to do an ask. But they're first going to wind you down and you tell you about all the important things that we've accomplished since the last time you sat there. But we don't do them, well, we don't always do them as well as we could. We don't always know how to promote them. Now, some of the ones that have happened here in Lynchburg recently have been very well produced. And um, they've been maxed out with a number of participants and really got some really good donations. But is there a way that we can have virtual coffee? virtual virtual celebrations where we do a program and we can bring people in with social media and it's it's a sharing opportunity and maybe we don't have to do one a year and maybe we don't have to spend a lot of money on a big gala maybe there's an alternative in this new era that we can reinvent something that's radically different and so how would how would we let's take a particular example suppose we were going to do an event a breakfast event and our customers or donors who we know love us, who we know love what we're doing, they don't know about the specific needs that we have that they could write a check for. And so how would we do that model for business breakfasts as donor information uh, 
coffee. We meet over coffee. You bring yours, I'll bring mine, and we'll have coffee on Zoom. How could we, like, give me an example of not just posting it. How do, would we create um, an information campaign around that so people would be interested? So I come back to conversations. It's not about posting about this. It's about building relationships with individuals and then personally inviting them to attend something. Now, that could be a business breakfast. It could just as easily be a Zoom meeting or uh, an online webinar, an online conference. I mean, if you look at what a lot of the business training conference providers have been doing over the last few months, you know, they have moved from having their physical training events in a hotel uh, or conference center or wherever to now running essentially the same sessions on Zoom. And, you know, there are plus and, and negative points to that. Um, but certainly on the plus side, you know, you can invite people from a far bigger geographical catchment area if you're doing an event virtually. So you may have the downside that it, it's not quite such an appealing event to attend if it's not in person. But the flip side of that is you've got a much bigger audience you can now market to. Um, so actually the principles of it don't change. You know, who do we want to get along to that event? Uh, well, let's make sure that we are getting as many of those people connected to our, us on social media as possible. And then don't just post and wait for people to sign up. Actually reach out to those people individually on social media and say, hey, you know, we're running this event and we'd really love to get, uh, get you along. There's going to be some great networking opportunities uh, and we've got a few places left. Um, I'd love to send you through some details. And, and that then be becomes a numbers game. But because you have interacted with people, uh, you know, even better if you can ask for input. So if in that message you can say, you know, we're thinking of including in the agenda A, B, C, D, and E, out of interest, which of those two would you be, would you be most interested in hearing about? And then that's, that's no longer you promoting an event. That's now you having a conversation with someone. And they say, oh, well, you know, I'd be really interested in C&D. Uh, you know, and, and please do let me know when you finalize the agenda. I'd be really interested in attending. So that's different than using Hootsuite to multiple post all your platforms. And, and it's you being out there typing in the words. Or if it's a similar message, you could actually cut and paste something and then add, add a note at the end. Hey, George. Um, this is what I'm about. Um, what do you think about A, B, and C? Um, that's really helpful. So if I'm, if I'm, I'm in the middle of doing a series of webinars, if I want to promote a webinar in, in this particular series is for people out there who are thinking about starting a nonprofit and most, most common sense will say, no, we can't do it now. Nonprofits are closing. Well, it's a good chance for somebody to start out fresh with no baggage, with no debt, <laughs> with no overhead and start from scratch and do something very different because we need something different. We need our nonprofits and we, yeah. we don't need to lose any of them, but by golly, you don't have to do things the way everybody else did them before. If you got a new idea, now's the time. It's not new normal. It's new radical. Now's the time to do something radically different. So if, if I'm going to promote a webinar, First, I would then, let me just play back what I'm hearing. I would go, I've got 13,000 nonprofit leaders on LinkedIn. So I'd go say, hey, Tony, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hosting a webinar and I want to talk to people who are thinking about starting up a nonprofit. Have you ever thought about it? And if so, what's holding you back? Is that a reasonable example of the a conversation starter? That, am I a good student or not? Yeah, no, that, that is good. Make it ask a question rather than just push something that you're trying to get people to sign up to. Um, and to take that example, if you posted every day on LinkedIn to, in the hope that it's seen by your 13,000 connections, you would be lucky if over the space of a, a couple of months, you had, you know, a very small number, single digits, maybe, maybe low tens or twenties would sign up for your webinar from all of that activity. Yeah. Whereas if you reach out individually to those people and you send them a, a text message or you send them a voicemail or you send them a video message, which is now also possible on LinkedIn, uh, you know, personally inviting them 
to give you some input on what they'd like to see covered in the agenda of that event and finding out if they'd be interested in it. You will get 90% of your signups will be from you sending those personal touch points and, and trying to have conversations with people um, versus posting about it endlessly. Love it. Love it. So um, social media is part of a, a information system. We've got emails. We've got direct mail. We've got um, other forms of reaching out to people. We have SEO, like I talk about, and we got ads on AdWords. Um, so it's part of a big um, media plan, information plan, outreach system. How do we then, this in social media, as you pointed out, is very distinctively different. Um, so we're, we're reaching people that have connected with us for some reason. So there's already a connection, already some level of residence, maybe not much. We want to do is build on that. So, so how does that piece fit in with texting or emailing or direct mail, the other and ads on, on Google, how does this fit in? Does, does it, all of it need to be orchestrated together so we have consistent brand consistent messaging or how do we, how do we build out this social media in light of all the other stuff we're doing so that we're not um, being counterproductive? So there's a couple of points I'd make there. The first is the biggest lesson from social media, i.e. be conversational, focus on starting conversations rather than promoting, that actually works well across media. So email marketing, for example, if you send out a whole load of emails that are just trying to get people on a sales call with you, trying to tell them about your latest promotion, whatever it might be, you're going to have pitiful results from that. You're going to have to spam thousands and thousands of people before you get any interest whatsoever in, in, in what you're doing. If you reach out to people through email uh, and you're conversational, you get a massively high response rate. And so the lessons that you learn from social media actually have broader applicability. We see the same on websites at the moment with chat functionality and chatbots you know because that piece of technology on the website tries to start a conversation with people you end up with more leads coming through your website traffic because people interact with that chat bot or live chat person whichever you've got and more conversations are started and so more leads are connect connected uh, more people are sent to the pages on your website that you really would like them to go to and act upon um, so, so that would be my, you know, my big learning for other forms of marketing as well. Um, yes, obviously you, you get to a certain size of business where you're doing all of those things, um, pretty intensively. Um, and at that point you do need some kind of coordination between them so that there's some, so some coherence in message and, and what you're saying in the market. I have to say for a lot of the organizations and companies we work with, they're small enough, they're not doing all of those things. Um, and that would be another lesson I would share for, for nonprofits is if you're quite small, then focus on doing one or two things really well, rather than trying to do everything and then ending up being pretty mediocre at all of them. Um, you know, if you're not doing social media well, you could spend the next couple of years getting fantastic results from social media and just you know devoting your efforts or your resource into doing that well or, or do that and email marketing well but don't try and do absolutely everything um it's when you get sucked into trying to do you know an amazing new website launch and google seo optimization and direct mail and 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 that's when you end up just being a, you know, a jack of all trades and a master of none. I don't know if that uh, saying translates. Oh, it does. It does. It does. I've been, I've been accused of that many times. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and you can find Tony at social-hire, social-hire.com. So, Tony, there's, there's some folks that have some questions. Would you like sure. to hear any questions from our yeah, audience? Please. So, 
we're letting people uh, have, have uh, control of their, their microphones and join us. Um, uh, so anybody that's there, I think I've allowed everybody to open their mic. Uh, let's see, Bob Hopkins, you've got your mic open. Bob Hopkins is in Dallas, Texas, and he's the author of this book, uh, Philanthropy Misunderstood. Bob, you're the first one to open your mic. Have you got a comment or a question? I know you've said to me many times that um, social media is probably not your long suit. Is that right? Well, because I'm older than you, that's why it's not. <laughs> it's because uh, when I was young, as is our speaker today, um, whose name is Tony. Tony, uh, I could be your grandfather and so could Hugh. But anyway, um, this is relatively new to me, this kind of thing. And you know what? I started out with the newspaper. I was involved in the newspaper and I published a magazine. And then I got onto TV because it was invented in the 50s. And then now we're in this um, computer and that's all we talk about. Computer, computer, social media, Twitter, and all these different kinds of things. And I am a member of all of it, but I don't use any of it except Facebook. And I get a lot out of Facebook. Um, but what interest, what is uh, of course interesting to me is sending out blogs and sending out um, lists and lists of people and the same message and try to get some response. Doesn't always work and most of the time does not. But if I give them a telephone call, I can call 20 people and get 20 responses and I can send out 2,000 messages and get none. So I think a telephone call back to the old thing, this old business of relationship building, uh, I have to keep going back to it and realize that, it, you know, people are still people and um, they're not on um, the, me the media plane always. And I have not been real successful in getting any real response unless I pick up the phone and call people. What do you think about that? So, I mean, to me, that would say you're, you're not doing social media right. Um, so I have just uh, turned off all of our proactive efforts to generate call interest for our business because I looked at our calendar and we're absolutely rammed with calls booked in from our ideal clients uh, through until the middle of October. Uh, and for anyone watching the recording of this, you know, it, it's early September now. So if we do anything more to generate loads more interest in having a call with us, we simply, you know, don't have the bandwidth to even be able to cope with that. Um, and, and that has come about from just starting conversations with our ideal prospects on social media and that turning into them wanting, you know, uh, a call with us. Um, so it's encouraging that you sort of uh, are enjoying using Facebook and, and perhaps seeing some results from that. Um, but I think what you need is to figure out how to make it a repeatable process. Um, and for some people that's being, you know, active in relevant Facebook groups and then turning those conversations into private messaging exchanges. So it's all about talking to people one-on-one. -on -one. So whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, the same principle applies on all of them. You can post and everyone gets fixated on what am I posting, but on all of them, you can also private message uh, people that, that you're connected with. So it's a bit like going to, you know, uh, a conference or an expo that has thousands of your ideal prospects in and imagine that you are able to get a business card from every single one of those people and that they ask you to give them a call after the expo's finished. Well, mm. then you've got, you know, the next months of your, your business life where you just have, you know, a raft of calls that you're making where people want to have that conversation with you. Um, and so social media, you're really using to prime the pump. So I, I totally agree with you. You know, no one buys our services, for example, by seeing us on social media, uh, going to our website and putting their credit card in. It just doesn't happen. 
people want to talk to us. They want to get to know us as a business. They want to get to know the people they're going to be working with. They want to understand how it is going to work well for their business. So we win all our business by having uh, phone calls with people who are, who are interested in finding out what we could do for their business. Um, so it's all about figuring out what social media can and can't do and then really getting expert at the things it can do. And what it can do is get loads of the, the right people saying they'd like to have a phone call with you and giving you their number and asking you to give them a call at such and such a time or getting them to sign up for you know a business breakfast you're hosting or a webinar you're running or a workshop you're offering, you know, whatever it might be. Um, does that help at all, Bob? You're saying the same thing, ultimately, both of you, that you, it, it's based on the one-to-one -one conversation. Bob, is that, did he uh, address your question? Yeah, he was giving me hope that, uh, you know, that the, the relationship between people is still an important aspect of selling and, and doing things. But, you know, there are so many people who just um, send out grant requests, for instance. They'll send out 100 grant, grant requests and they say, okay, now I've done my job and got no response. Well, it must be the pandemic, but they never talked to anybody. They never followed it up with a telephone call. They never did follow it up with an email. They didn't try to get a hold of these people in any other way. I think there's a lot of different ways to do all that. You know, we used to do a, do a fax machine for a while and I would follow up uh, stuff, telephone calls with faxes. And then of course, then the computer, and then we followed up with the computer. Now we're following it up with Facebook or now we're following it up with mass media in another way or something like that. I still read the newspaper every day and I just get a lot of continued connections the old fashioned way, which makes me real happy that I can still do that. Yeah, thank you. Um, and you and I are old enough, even though I'm catching up to you, that we remember the, the newspaper was pretty much it, but we've, we've added email, we've added social media, we've added your computer, we've added texting. We didn't take anything away. We've just added, added on top. So. Uh, out in Bedford, Virginia, we've got um, uh, Sheikh Rashid. Um, Ahmed, do you have any, you got your mic open? Yes. Do you have a comment, sir? Well, I, just, I want to thank um, Tony, of course, for uh, what he said. Um, I have more comment. I don't know that I have a question per se. That I, I, I totally agree. Um, and our organization was a 501c3. It's a nonprofit NGO, international NGO. And there are a couple of things that stick out. During the COVID crisis, uh, crisis we were able to expand upon what we've been doing for many years, probably, I guess, eight or nine years in terms of social media. And be able, we've been able to build viable communities online uh, through uh, Zoom webinars and uh, trainings using LMS, learning management systems. And I, what, what has uh, impressed me the most, uh, Tony, is that we're working with young people from between the ages of 14 to people in, the, in their 40s, uh, mostly on Department of State grants, some philanthropic grants, some UK organizations, actually. And... Um, the, young, the younger people uh, in our organization, that is to say, our staff between the ages of, uh, I guess, 21 and 40 are, have, are very facile, as some of us who are sort of techies are, but they're more facile than I am in, in, using, social, in using social media. And one of the things that uh, uh, we've been able to accomplish is to actually build online community through personal stories and narratives and our webinars that we have, our Global Viewpoints Forum and other things. So I really uh, support what your, what your points are about personal narratives and stories and contact. Um, I find that that facility or facileness in, in the young people, because they're, because they're digital natives, as opposed to some of us are, uh, who are uh, you know, uh, not, uh, that they, they're able they're able to establish those relationships and what's important is to sustain them now the issue of course is converting those are the people we serve now converting people who are impact investors and angel investors into understanding that even though they want to do social good 
and and for either because they really believe in it or they want to do social good because it's a thing to say you want to do in the world we're living in to understand the capability of social media to build uh, to invest even during this crisis for example in young people who are young entrepreneurs and social innovators so i think that i think that um to create impact and in in society using social media in good ways that I think we are able to do. Um, but we see that in some cases, some exceptions, that people who are of the next generation beyond that, which is, uh, and I'm probably older than most people on here today, um, uh, is a hard, hard to get people to understand what they're investing in. Would you like to, uh, would you like to comment about the narrative to those people? I think, um, I, I hear a lot that, you know, our audience aren't on social media. And I, I would always challenge that. I think um, that the days when the older generations aren't on social media, you know, they're gone. Obviously, there are pockets of the population that just don't have the internet access or whatever to be on social media. But the idea that just because someone is, you know, grandparents' age, they're not on social media is is just completely wrong. You know, they're all over social media. They're they're staying in touch with all their old friends. They're uh, keeping up with their family on the other side of the world. They're you know swapping holiday photos. You know, the idea that there's only a certain demographic, age demographic that can be reached through social media, I think is, um, yeah, it is, well, it's just wrong. Um, and I would caution against it. But I also hear it a lot with different um, professions. You know, people will say to me, oh, you know, we're only interested in talking to investment bankers and venture capitalists. They're not on social media. They don't spend their time on Facebook. Well, actually, yes, they do. You know, they may they may have more hectic work lives than some other people, uh, but on the ta in the taxi on the way home at night, they still look at their Facebook and you know chat with their their family and whatever else. So, um, I always challenge any notion that says um, you know sizable portions of people aren't on social media because I just I, in in the Western world that's just not correct. Um, and, and I totally agree. I totally agree with you. Uh, the question is, the approach it seems to be different. Uh, you know, uh, because yes, they have they have facility and they're using social media in exactly the way you described. But I'm not so sure that uh, they make the they they don't get it out of the silo of of and put it into their business model. And to understand how to find the people as an angel investor to invest in for you know we have thousands of young people all over the world who are entrepreneurs for example and, and social innovators but to get them in, fr in the front of the people who are the angel investors and the impact investors is very difficult because they're not meeting in the same virtual space uh, they, they're sharing that virtual space but they're not they're not really meeting uh, intentionally in that space. I don't know if that makes sense. So, so yes, it does. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull it back because we're running down to the last five minutes here. I do think we do, we're creating a virtual space that everybody can participate in now. And I think, Tony, um, what, what I'm hearing from you, it, there's an education piece to this that we're educating people on what we're doing, but there's also a conversation about, you know, we're doing this. What do you think about as, as an angel investor, as a, as a uh, impact investor, you know, there's, there's a way that everybody can create value for everybody else. If we, if we approach it the way you're, you're teaching us here, um, you want to come in on that? And I'll have a question before we, uh, before we sign off here. So you want to comment on that before I give you my last question? Yes. So actually, I think, uh, I think it was Bob talked about uh, sending off a hundred grant requests and then there we've just talked about, you know, uh, getting in front of uh, angel investors. I would say don't pitch them for something. Instead, approach them to get a conversation. So, for example, 
if you send off a hundred grant requests to people, you know, you're pitching for money effectively. If you contacted those same hundred people and you said, I'm doing a bit of research for a blog I'm going to write about the challenges with uh, getting access to grants at the moment, any chance I could grab a few minutes on the phone with you this coming week, you will have a 10, 15, maybe even 20% success rate in people saying, yeah, I'd be happy to talk to you about that, Tony. Here's my phone number. Give me a try next week. And then lo and behold, when you have that call, it turns into, oh, you know, let me tell you a little bit about our business, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And the same with, uh, you know, getting in front of angel investors. If you approach them, and it's the same incidentally for job seekers, people that need jobs at the moment. If you approach people and say, hey, you know, I desperately need a job. Can I send you my resume? Can you help get me seen by the right people in your company? They get pitched by that all day long, just like angel investors get pitched all day long. So don't approach them with that. Approach them with something conversational. Um, you know, I'm just doing a little bit of uh, preparatory work before I go out to try and get investment. And I'd love to uh, get a little bit of input from you on X, Y, Z. Any chance we could grab a few, few minutes on the phone to discuss. And sure. that kind of approach you, you will get, we just do, we do this for clients day in, day out. So I, I just can say that with absolute certainty. Um, but it's all, it all starts with thinking about being conversational rather than posting and promoting. So that's the, that's the secret to this. And that's sort of the summary of everything you've tried to share with us. I'm going to do a, a quick sponsor moment and then, um, I'm going to ask you to do a final thought or a challenge or, you know, what do you want people to do now? What, just what do you want to leave us with? So before we do that, um, Center Vision Leadership Foundation is a place that supports nonprofit leaders, no matter what stage of development you're in. We're primarily here for the small nonprofit that doesn't have the ability, the funding, or really shouldn't spend a lot of money for consultants. So we do training events uh, and live teaching events. One is happening right now, early September, nonprofitwebinar.live. And we're, we're helping people, lots of people that hire me in the past want to start a nonprofit. Business leaders that have been very successful don't know how to transfer those skills to a nonprofit. People that have a vision, want to change the world, they don't know where to get started. And then sometimes people that started should go back and restart because there's some key things they left out, like learning about how to do social media, right? How to build relationships and how to have effective conversations. So Tony, in the last minute and a half we got here, what would you like to say? You've given us a lot of good things to think about. What would you like to leave people with today? So what I'd love to share is what we ask new clients on a kickoff call because that is what we need to have figured out with them in order that their social media is going to be successful. So if you transpose that to yourself, this is what you need to have figured out in order to be successful with social media. And there's two key questions. One is, what's the demographic you need to reach? Get as detailed about that as you possibly can. You know, if you are a charity, what's the profile of person that typically donates to you? Or what's the kind of corporate sponsor uh, that you would typically go after? You know, as much detail as you can around that. Job titles, companies, locations, whatever demographics you've got. And then the second thing is, what is it that we want those people to do that will mean social media has been successful? And the caveat there is we want it to be them doing something that you already know works. So if you've never done a business breakfast before and you're, you want people to go and sign up for a business breakfast, that's risky because you don't know that you can turn business uh, breakfast attendees into the results your business or your nonprofit needs. Um, so I'd encourage you to think about those two things. If you can get the demographics nailed down, and then what you need those people to do that would mean social media has been successful for you three months, four months from now, then you've got the building blocks then to determine everything else you do on social media. Does it help me grow that audience? Does it help me convert that audience into doing those things? If the answer to both those questions is no, then, um, then you can question whether that's a good use of your time on social media. 
Perfect. We're right at the top of the hour. Thank you so much for a very good session. Tony Restell, um, social-hire.com. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for having me, Hugh. Bye for now. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>